The following podcast may contain some strong language and feature some adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to Strange New Worlds and Spaced Out Tales, a science fiction anthology audio drama series. Episode 1, The Lost Pioneer. Voice interface activated. Crew member, second officer technician, Christopher Mason. Wake up, please. What? I've awoken you from cryosleep. You are most likely feeling the discomfort of prolonged hibernation. This is completely normal. Do not be alarmed. Can you try to slowly sit up, please? Uh, Okay. Whoa. Gently now. Your senses will need a moment to readjust. Have we arrived at our destination? Aren't we supposed to be revived by a medical tech team? I regret to inform you that we are only approximately 47.2% of the way through our intended journey. What? Less than halfway, computer. Why have you woken me? The ship has experienced a code red level alert. Emergency protocols are now in place and a mandatory crew member has been revived to resolve the situation. Shit, are we in trouble? Please calm yourself and moderate your breathing, Second Officer Mason, or you are likely to black out. Sorry, it's it's just a bit of a shock to the system. I'm calm. I'm calm, computer. What's the status with the code red? Situation critical. Propulsion engine number one has suffered a malfunction in its reaction moderation system. The core is on a progressive path to critical. Fuck. Estimated time to criticality? Reactor estimated to reach critical levels in 48 to 72 Earth hours. That's not good. Um, radiation? There was an initial release of radioactive material into the main reactor chamber, which rapidly spread to the outer chamber. Failsafes have been engaged to protect the rest of the ship. The outer chamber has been purged and is now accessible within safety tolerances, but the main chamber is highly irradiated. And the nature of the problem? Blockage in the primary and secondary feed pipes that distribute inert material to the core to moderate the fission reaction. Cause unknown, but estimate it's most likely asteroid debris sucked in from outside through the cooling tanks. Both feeds? Is there a way to route the tertiary feeds to the core? Tertiary feeds have been already routed. This has slowed down the progress to criticality, but without the primary and secondary feeds, it will not be enough to reverse it. And when the reactor goes critical, it explodes and takes the ship out with it, right? Affirmative. Okay, um, what do you need me to do, computer? 
Proceed to propulsion engine number one urgently for full briefing. On my way. Computer, I have to ask, why me? I mean, not me specifically, but my speciality is engineering. Why didn't you wake up one of the nuclear techs for this? Two nuclear specialist technicians have already been sent into the reactor. Wait, what? What happened to them? Junior technician Nikita Harvey was awoken first and sent into the outer chamber. She successfully engaged all the failsafes that prevented the radiation leaking out to the entire ship. During this process, she became massively irradiated and died shortly afterwards. Senior technician Mikhail Becker was then subsequently awoken and sent into the main chamber. He was able to relay a full diagnosis of the fault before he became massively irradiated and died. They both died within minutes of entering the reactor. Technician Harvey survived for 4.23 Earth minutes in the outer chamber. It was as a direct result of her actions that rendered the outer chamber safe and allowed Technician Becker to enter the main chamber. He lost consciousness after 35.7 Earth seconds and died 22.8 Earth seconds later. Were they not wearing protective gear? Technician Harvey did not have time to don a protective radiation suit. The failsafes had to be engaged with the utmost urgency to prevent a mission-ending catastrophe. Technician Becker was wearing full radiation protection. And he still died in under a minute. Radiation levels in the main chamber are extremely high. There were five nuclear techs on board. Why haven't you sent another one in? Mission protocols dictate that the ship will require a minimum of three nuclear technicians to adequately service the propulsion engines when it arrives at its destination. No further technicians could be spared. The protocols dictate that the next in line for such a task would be the most suitably qualified technician from the officer class. That would be you, Second Officer Mason. You must enter the main chamber and begin the process of repairing the malfunctioning feed system. And I have to do this inside 30 seconds or I'll end up dead as well, right? Negative. You'll work as long as you can remain conscious. Current estimates predict the actions of at least another four members of the crew will be required to fully repair the reactor moderation system, with you being the first. And it's a guaranteed death sentence for all four of us? For you, Second Officer Mason, this is 100% certain, and most likely for the second and third technicians who subsequently enter the reactor chamber. The fourth should survive to complete the repairs, but will probably succumb to radiation poisoning within 24 Earth hours. Computer. Computer, I'm not really liking this plan very much. Trepidation at the prospect of your own imminent demise is perfectly normal, but given the current circumstances, it is unavoidable. Easy for you to say. There has to be another way, surely. I've computed this course of action to be the most likely to give a positive outcome, 
the lowest risk to the mission. Time is critical, Second Officer Mason. Please resume your traverse to propulsion engine number one. Wait, I need to think about this. Every passing second results in a higher probability of catastrophic failure for the entire mission. You do not have time. What about the ejection doors to the main chamber? The ejection doors are purely designed to open in the event that an unstable nuclear core has to be jettisoned out into space. Our intention is to restore safe functionality of the- Yes, yes, I know what they are for. I installed them, but what if we open them? Will that serve to reduce the radiation levels in the chamber? Affirmative. The radiation levels will drop significantly, but this will expose the chamber to the vacuum of space. You will not be able to enter the chamber to carry out the repairs. I won't be able to enter through the main chamber entrance, but what if I exit the ship through the nearest airlock in an environment suit on a tether and go in through the ejection doors? I can use the suit's boosters to manoeuvre my way in, carry out the repairs and get back out. You would be subjected to less radiation, but would have only a short amount of time to complete the repairs before the reactor shuts down fully. Once shut down, we do not have the capability to restore its functionality. This would also result in mission failure. Two working propulsion engines are required to reach our destination. How much time? I estimate 20 Earth minutes. That's a damn sight better than certain death in 30 seconds. Factor in that the environment suit would have to be kitted out with radiation shielding. To fit sufficient shielding, it would require a major reduction to the suit's thermal systems. You would have no more than 30 Earth minutes of exposure to the vacuum of space before you would become hypothermic and freeze to death. But I only need 20 and a few minutes floating in and back out of the reactor, right? Mission protocols deem extravehicular transit to be extremely high risk and absolutely not the recommended course of action for this situation. Computer, I'm not fully qualified to repair a fission reactor, but I am qualified for extravehicular spacewalking. And if it means I might survive and the three other technicians don't have to die, it's a risk worth taking. Override the protocol, I'm heading to the airlock. Okay, computer, I'm approaching the exterior of engine one. Open the ejection doors. Ejection doors opening. Wait until the doors are fully open and the radiation dissipates before entering. Understood. Temp's holding up nicely as well. You'll probably experience heat from the reactor core, but it's returning to the airlock where temperatures will fall most rapidly. I'll deal with that when we get to it. At least I'll be toasty when I'm fixing the reactor. Right, doors are fully open. I'm going in.
Computer. I'm inside. Seal the airlock and repressurize. Airlock closed. Normal atmospheric pressure will be established in one Earth minute. How's the reactor? Ejection doors fully closed. Reactor core stability is returning to normal levels. Congratulations, Second Officer Mason. You have successfully performed the first recorded critical nuclear reactor repair in human history, in zero gravity, in the full vacuum of space. Well, when you say it like that, it does sound impressive. Atmospheric pressure normalized. Please remove your environment suit. Give me a moment, computer. I'm literally frozen in here. I think it's best if I keep it on for now. It's the only thing keeping in what little body heat I've got left. Open the inner door, I'll head straight to the med bay, have the thermos turned right up for me when I arrive, and prepare a hot bath. I think I deserve it, don't you? Negative, Second Officer Mason. Please remove your environmental suit and stand by at the airlock door. Stand by? For what, computer? Uh, listen to me. Open the inner door right now. Negative, Second Officer Mason. Please remove your environmental suit for decontamination and future use, then position yourself at the airlock door. Computer, what the hell are you talking about? I've suffered medium contamination at worst. I regret to inform you that by my calculations, you'll have suffered many times above the safe level of irradiation. But not enough to kill me, computer. I'm right here. I'm alive. That's what matters. You've over a 50% chance of developing terminal radiation-induced cancer within five birth years, and your estimated chances of fertility have dropped to under 10%. Given your prognosis, your effectiveness as a technician will have been permanently impaired to ineffective levels. Your requirement for future medical treatment will place undue strain on the ship's medical resources, and your potential infertility means you no longer pass the criteria for being sustained as a useful member of the crew or future colony as per the mission protocols. Fuck the mission protocols. Computer, override. I'm sorry, Second Officer Mason. That specific mission protocol can only be overridden by the ship's captain or first officer, both of whom are currently in cryosleep. In their absence, they cannot be overridden by a junior officer. Junior officer, my arse. Computer, I've just risked my life saving the ship and everybody on board. And your actions will be remembered with the highest possible honors by the crew and colonists when we reach our destination. The success of the mission will be built upon the brave sacrifice of pioneers like you, Second Officer Mason. Fuck that, computer. Open the inner door. Negative, Second Officer Mason. Please remove your environment suit, place it in the decontamination chute, and stand by at the airlock for your ejection from the ship. No, computer, please, listen to me. Negative, Second Officer Mason. If you do not remove the environment suit, then I'll have no choice but to eject you from the ship, wearing The crew have already lost three technicians today. 
please do not increase their burden by sacrificing a valuable piece of the ship's inventory as well. What? You're valuing an environment suit over the life of a member of the crew. Do you know how ridiculous that is? That's inhuman. Computer. 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 You've been listening to Strange New Worlds and Spaced Out Tales, a sci-fi anthology audio drama podcast. Episode 1, The Lost Pioneer, was written, starred and produced by me, Jim Cogan. Sound effects and incidental music licensed from Envato Elements. The show's theme music was also written and produced by me, Jim Cogan. Until next time, thanks for listening.